Hey everybody, this is a solo version of Opposing the Matrix. It is the 8th of August, uh, 2019, and um, I'm coming on by myself in a, uh, I'm not live, I'm going to upload this a little later, and um, what I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, this whole El Paso shooting thing has got me bugged to the nth degree. Um. I don't like it. I've I've never been brought up racist. I don't like it when people categorize people into by using generalities. It's always bothered me whether the the person in question or the people in question are black, white, brown, yellow, um, red, green, blue, pink, whatever color you want to ascribe to them. Um, no, I don't. I don't believe that. I believe that, as Martin Luther King once said, uh, that every man must be judged on the content of his character, not on the color of his skin. So that having been said, um, when uh, this whole thing happened in um, in uh, El Paso, the shooting in the Walmart, um, it just really bothered me because right away it was like, well, he was a white male. Had he been a Muslim? Had he been a um, man of African descent, a man of Latino or Latino descent, uh, those words would never have been used. There would have just been a person shot up Walmart. Um, but because the guy was uh, of, of Anglo-Saxon, supposedly, anyway, Anglo-Saxon um, heritage, or um, let's just put it away this way, Northern European heritage, uh, it, he's being castigated because of his... Uh, race, creed, or color. Anyway, uh, putting it aside, um, I did a little research. I, I kind of, <laughs> I went and pulled up this guy's manifesto, or his supposed manifesto, okay? I want to make sure that I say that supposed manifesto, because I'm not too sure if this guy wrote this thing, okay? And I'm in the beginning stages of writing an article was the El Paso shooting a false flag event now right away when you hear false flag you hear people go oh well they're gonna he's saying it, it never happened no I'm not saying it. I'm just saying that it was something that was created to take our eyes off of something else and seeing that everything that's going on in Washington whether it be uh, well you name it my goodness everything that's going on in Washington and around the world the uh uh, the Democrats have tried several times to bring Trump down and it's failed every time. So um, it seems almost like an orchestrated event uh, to where, um, you know, we didn't get him with this. So we have to do something to get our frustrations out. And uh, so anyway, that's what it seems like to me. Well, I, I, I looked at this thing right away and I'll read the manifesto in a minute. And I want to explain why I don't think he wrote it. But uh, first of all, this guy supposedly had 
two or more Twitter accounts, and in one account he was saying that he loved Trump, and in another one he was saying they hated Trump. Now, unless the guy has uh, multiple personality disorder, um, there's no reason to have two Twitter accounts unless you're deliberately trying to deceive somebody. But for the most part, somebody that's 21 years old doesn't have this kind of uh, the mental capacity to do something like that, doesn't have the deviacy to do something like that. I know because I was 21 and all my contemporaries at the time were 21 and uh, we just had, um, you know, just one or two things in our mind. Back then it was uh, getting high and getting girls, okay? But uh, nowadays, of course, I know things have changed and uh, those two things have been added to a litany of other things, but still, it it is beyond the scope of a 21-year-old to multitask, especially a male, Okay, I know you girls out there, I know you can multitask, you ladies can multitask, and that's to your credit. And that's one of the wonderful things about the female gender. You know, you guys can handle, you ladies can handle five or six things at once and get them all completed. Uh, Any woman that has run a household uh, can attest to that. Any man that has watched his wife run a household can attest to that. And we just sit back and we're like, how do they get everything done during the day? I mean, if we love them and we respect them, we ask that question anyway. But um, anyway, a 21-year-old male adult from somewhere down in Texas is not going to have that capability, okay? If he is a shooter, if he did do the shooting, um, he uh, had to have time and do it, he had to do it methodically, okay? Not saying that women do things uh, jumbled or anything like that, but guys take their time and plan things out. Women seem to have the ability to do things and just get them done uh, with planning and many times without. So, and that's that's to be uh, afforded to them as a strength, in my estimation. So, on on August third uh, third of this year, 2019, according to the news reports, a single gunman entered into a Walmart store in El Paso, Texas. And as a result of his actions, according to the press, he's reported to have killed 22 people and injured another 24. Uh, right away, the reports were stating that Patrick Wood Crasius, which is the guy's name, uh, age 21, had been apprehended as a shooter and he had been taken into custody at the Walmart. Remember that. Uh, that was a report that the press gave to the American public. Well, I cannot dispute that Crassius was a gunman at the uh, murderous rampage. There were reports that came from critical witnesses that others were involved. Okay, now remember what I said. There were two or more Twitter accounts. And, uh, you know, if you're tech savvy, it's not very hard for a person that has a hacking ability, which we know there are many of them working for the United States government, uh, it's not very hard for a person like that to get in there and make a second account. And I don't think it would be very hard for them to, to put it all, all the things in there at once as to make it look like as, a, as if those writings had been done for uh, many days or weeks or whatever. So uh, I, I have a great deal of respect for hackers. I really do. I don't like what they do. I don't like, especially when they try to take my website down. But, um, you know, they, they're good at what they do. What can I say? You know, um, I, I don't like German soldiers from World War II either, but they were good at what they did. Um, and, you know, if, if you think that uh, uh, murderous uh, conniving cabal are, are a good thing, well, they were good at doing that. They were also good at building uh, mechanisms to kill people. 
and quite inventive at it too. Um, not giving them credit again because uh, you know my heritage. I probably lost some relatives uh, in that whole melee over in uh, the middle of the 20th century over in Europe. So uh, just after the um, shooting happened down in uh, El Paso, they're interviewing people and. You know, things are in flux at that moment, you know, but but it's also a good opportunity to talk to people because they have the, the things fresh in their mind. They have the what they saw. They have fresh in their mind what they heard. They have fresh in their mind. And, it, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I sit and think of sit around and think about things, I uh, I tend to doubt what I saw or what I heard. But, you know, when when you're in that kind of situation, you don't doubt. You just know. So uh, there's a Daily Mail interview. It was just minutes after the shooting, and they had pulled aside a, uh, oh, I would say she's maybe in her 30s, a Hispanic woman. I didn't speak a lick of English, but they had a translator there, and they had her daughter there also. And um, I found out from uh, watching the video uh, that uh, they had been there together, and when the shooting started, they both fell to the floor, but they were able to see, and you'll see what they were able to see. Okay, so the guy goes, was there more than one person? Was it various people? And the woman said yes. He said at least two? And she said it was three or four people. And the interviewer said, how were they dressed? And she said they were all dressed in black. Uh, the girl account, the girl's account later said that they were dressed in black, but they had black shorts on. So I don't know about that. So again, he uh, he asked. So you saw more than one person dressed in black shooting inside the Walmart. He asked, were they dressed like uniforms, like police? She said no. She said I didn't see their faces. I saw them all dressed in black. They were the ones that were shooting because I could see their weapons and the bullets firing. Well, that's true. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but you can see um, flames coming out at the end of a barrel. When it happens, especially in a Walmart, because it's not lit like outside, um, and of course you could you can smell the the gunpowder and you can hear the bullets whizzing through the air if they're coming in your direction, and that's not a very fun place to be. Trust me, I've been there numerous times. Um, in another clip, the supposed shooter can be seen escort being he was being escorted from a car that he was pulled over that he was driving. And reports stated that he was arrested, but other reports stated he was arrested inside the Walmart. Which was it? Um, interestingly, the kid that was being escorted out of the car, who they said was the shooter, was wearing what looked like, um, I don't know, I'm getting older, and I, I don't know what people wear these days, but we used to call them dockers. He looked like we, he was wearing a, 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 a pair of um, long dockers. You know, they weren't shorts, they were long dockers. And he had a T-shirt on, a uh, darker colored T-shirt on, and they were escorting him away from the car and into a police car, I'm assuming. Um, but uh, when they show pictures of the shooter in Walmart, he's wearing a dark shirt, yes, but he's wearing a pair of pants that have pockets on the side. They call them cargo pants. The other kid did not have cargo pants on, so were, those, were, were there two shooters right there? Maybe one of them got away and he got pulled over. Hmm, that's interesting, but we don't know. Um, like I said, the guy being led away was wearing uh, dockers from the car. The shooter was wearing very light green camo, or not camo, but uh, cargo pants. 
um, in another YouTube video, and I love, and I want to get these down because I, I know that the powers that be are going to be pulling these things down. But as long as I saw them, as long as I can quote to you what was it, what I saw in those videos, then we have some ammunition here. Pardon the uh, metaphor. Um, in another YouTube video, uh, very similar things were said, and, and one of the interviewees was the daughter of the uh, the older woman that was quoted above. Uh, she echoed what her mother said, including in the comment that, uh, of this video, um, was as an explanation that reads, and this, this is the girl that said that the, the guy seemed to be wearing shorts, black shorts. Um, but, you know, you see things differently. <laughs> Two people will see, you know, yeah, they're all dressed in black. One might say he was wearing shorts, the other one. Uh, I've heard reports, too, that said that they were wearing hoodies, so you couldn't see their faces. Anyway, um, in this video that I watched, you know, they usually post comments underneath. Uh, it says, El Paso Walmart eyewitness, he saw three to four shooters with guns, all dressed in black, wearing shorts. Okay, there's the shorts part. Uh, near the checkout. Two videos, first one in Spanish, second in English, and it was updated on 8-6 of 19. She says, I'll be uploading another video with another witness. Also, See my other video about police getting calls of multiple shooters. The uh, the suspect arrested had multiple Twitter accounts. That's odd, as I mentioned earlier. On one, he hated Trump. On another, he loved Trump. Very strange stuff here. Antifa warned El Paso four days before uh, that they would be down there causing problems. Uh, the pictures of the arrest of the one suspect has two different types of pants, like I said in the pics. One appears to be cargo pants with pockets, and the other doesn't appear to have the same pockets. Okay, so um, on our radio show the other day, we didn't go into this in depth. I just wanted to read this manifesto, which I'm going to read now. And, um, well, you know the facts already now of his age and everything, but um, I read it and I asked Jim and Eric, because uh, they were the only ones that had voices at the time, um, I said, I'm going to read something, and I want you to tell me how old the person is that you think that read it. Now, I'll tell you, right afterwards, uh, Jim Mecco, well, the guy's got to be at least in his 40s or early 50s, judging by the sentencing structure and the words that were used and stuff. And um, Believe me, I know plenty of people that age, uh, aside from a niece that, uh, that was uh, homeschooled and had very good education. Most kids that age, anywhere from 19 to 24, 25 uh uh, we're not given good educations, and um, they use uh, um, words differently. Uh, you know, the word there and there and there, um, or the word see, or the word to is another big one. You know, T-O, T-O-O, or T-W-O are many times are, are misused uh, by people of that age because, uh, and then a lot of them write in, uh, oh, what do you call that language? Um online language where they instead of putting y-o-u they write the letter u you know so you don't even want to get me started on that subject but anyway uh the name of the uh, manifesto that the the young man wrote was uh, the inconvenient truth and he starts out about me okay you ready because this is about four pages it's going to take a few minutes but um and there's there's only one part that's kind of unintelligible because i think it was transcribed wrong <clears throat> But, uh, okay, he says about me. In general, I support the Christ Church shooter and his manifesto. 
uh, let me take a break real quick. And I don't know if you remember that, but uh, in Christchurch in New Zealand, uh, some idiot down there decided to uh, open fire on a bunch of religious people down there, uh, killing quite a few of them. And I think they were Muslim, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he says, I support the uh, Christchurch shooter and his manifesto. The attack is a response to the Hispanic, excuse me, he said, this attack is a response to the Hispanic invasion of Texas. They are the instigators, not me. I am simply defending my country from cultural and ethnic replacement brought about by an invasion. Some people will think that this statement is hypocritical because of the, of the nearly complete ethnic and cultural destruction brought to Native Americans by our European ancestors, but this just reinforces my point. The natives didn't take the invasion of Europeans seriously, and now what's left is just a shadow of what was. My motives for this attack are not at all personal. Actually, the Hispanic community was not my target before I read The Great Replacement. This manifesto will cover the political and economic reasons behind the attack, my gear, my expectations of what the response will be, will generate, and my personal motivations and thoughts. Then he has a title section here, political reasons. In short, America is rotting from the inside out, and a peaceful means to stop this seemed to be nearly impossible. The inconvenient truth is that our leaders, both Democrat and Republican, have been failing us for decades. They are either complacent or involved in one of the biggest betrayals of the American public in our history. The takeover of the United States government by unchecked corporations he said I could write a 10-page essay on all the damage these corporations have caused, but here's what's important. Due to the death of the baby boomers, the increasingly anti-immigrant rhetoric of the right and even and the ever-increasing Hispanic population, America will soon become a one-party state. The Democrat Party will own America, and they know it. They have already begun to transition by pandering heavily to the Hispanic voting bloc in the first Democratic debate. They intended to use open borders, free health care for illegal, citizenship, and more to enact a political coup by importing and then legalizing millions of new voters. With policy like, policies like these, the Hispanic support for Democrats will likely become nearly unanimous in the future. What 21-year-old uses unanimous? Um, the, hold on a second. The heavy Hispanic population in Texas will make us a Democrat stronghold. Losing Texas and a few other states with heavy Hispanic populations to the Democrats is all it would take for them to win nearly every presidential election. Although the Republican Party is also terrible, many factions within the Republican Party are pro-corporation. Pro-corporation equals pro-immigration. But some factions within the Republican Party don't prioritize corpor uh, corporations over our future. So the Democrats are nearly unanimous with their support of immigration, while the Republicans are divided over it. At least with the Republicans, the process of mass immigration and citizenship can be greatly reduced. Another section he has here, economic reasons. In short, immigration can only be detrimental to the future of America. Continued immigration will make it one of the biggest issues of our time. Automation, so much, so much worse. Some... Sources say that it is under two, that in under two decades, half of American jobs will be lost to it. I'm assuming he's talking about automation. Of course, some people will be retrained, but most will not. 
So it makes sense to keep on letting millions of, of illegal or illegal immigrants flood into the United States and to keep the tens of millions that are already here. It makes no sense, excuse me. Invaders uh, who have also, invaders who have close to the highest birth rate of all ethnicities in America. In the near future, America will have to institute or initiate a basic universal income to prevent widespread poverty and civil unrest as, as people lose their jobs. Joblessness in itself is a source of civil unrest. The less dependent on the government welfare system, the better. The, the, better. the lower the unemployment rate, the better. Achieving ambitions, social projects like universal health care and UBI would become far more likely to succeed if tens of millions of dependents are removed. Even though new migrants do the dirty work, their kids typically don't. They want to live the American dream, which is why they get college degrees and fill higher paying positions. This is why corporations lobby for even more illegal immigrants, immigration, even after decades of it happening. They need to keep replenishing the low skilled labor pool. Even as migrant children flood skilled jobs, corporations make it worse by lobbying for even more work visas to be issued for skilled foreign workers to come here. Recently, the Senate, under a Republican administration, has greatly increased the number of foreign workers that will take American jobs. Remember that both Democrats and Republicans support immigration and work visas. Corporations need to keep replenishing the labor pool for both skilled and unskilled jobs to keep wages down. So automation is a good thing as it will eliminate the need for new migrants to fill unskilled jobs. Jobs that Americans can't survive on anyway. Automation can and would replace millions of low-skilled jobs if immigrants were deported. This source of competition for skilled labor for immigrants and visa holders around the world has made it very difficult and made a very difficult situation even worse for natives as they compete in the skilled job market. To compete, people have to get better credentials by spending more time in college. It used to be that a high school degree was worth something. Now a bachelor's degree is what's recommended to be competitive in the job market. The cost of college degrees has, explore, has exploded as their value has plummeted. This has led to a generation of indebted, overqualified students filling menial, low-paying, and unfulfilling jobs. Of course, these migrants and their children have contributed to the problem, but are not the sole cause of it. The American lifestyle affords our citizens an incredible, uh, an incredible quality of life. However, our lifestyle is destroying the environment of our country. The dissemination of the environment, or excuse me, the decimation of the environment is creating a massive burden for future generations. Corporate, corporations are heading the destruction of our environment by shamelessly, shamelessly over-harvesting resources. This has been a problem for decades. For example, this phenomenon is brilliantly portrayed in the decade-old classic, the Lorax. Watersheds around the country, especially in agricultural areas, are being depleted. Fresh water is being polluted from farming and oil drilling operations. 
Consumer culture is creating thousands of tons of unnecessary plastic waste and electronic waste, and recycling to help slow this down is almost non-existent. Urban sprawl creates an inefficient creates inefficient cities, um, which unnecessarily destroys millions of acres of land. We even use God knows how many trees worth of paper towels to wipe our wipe water off of our hands. Everything I have seen and heard in my short life has led me to believe that the average American isn't willing to change their lifestyle, even if the changes only cause a slight inconvenience. The government is unwilling to tackle these issues beyond empty promises since they are owned by, by the corporations. Corporations that also like immigration because more people means bigger market for their products. I just want to say that I love the people of this country but goddamn, most of y'all are just too stubborn to change your lifestyle. So the next logical step is decrease decrease the number of people in America using resources. If we can get rid of enough people, then our way of life can become more sustainable. This kid is a communist. Um, gear, talking about his gear. Main gun, AK-47, WASR-10. I realized pretty quickly that this isn't the great choice since it's the civilian version of the AK-47. It's not designed to shoot rounds quickly, so it overheats massively after about 100 shots fired in quick succession. I'll have to use a heat-resistant glove to get around this. 8M3 bullet. This bullet, unlike pretty much any other 7.62x39 bullet, actually fragments like a pistol hollow point when shot out of an AK-47 at the cost of penetration. Penetration is still reasonable, but not nearly as high as a normal AK-47 bullet. The AK-47 is definitely a bad choice without this bullet design, uh, without this bullet design and may still be with it. Other gun, if I get one, remember that, if I get one. AR-15, pretty much any variation of this gun doesn't heat up nearly as fast as the AK-47. This round of gun isn't designed to fragment. He should have said bullet. This round, The round of this gun isn't designed to fragment, but instead tumbles inside, causing lethal wounding. The gun is probably better, but I wanted to explore different op options. The AR-15 is probably the best gun for military applications, but this isn't a military application. This will be a test of which is more lethal. Either it's fragmentation or tumbling. I didn't spend much time at all preparing for this attack. Maybe a month, probably less. I do this before I, I have to do this before I lose my nerve. I figured that under prepared attack and the May manifesto, it's better than no attack and no manifesto. Okay, reaction. Statistically, millions of migrants have returned to their home countries to unite with their families they lost contact with when they moved to America. They came here as, an economic, as economic immigrants, not for asylum reasons. This is an encouraging sign that the Hispanic population is willing to return to their home countries if given the right incentive, an incentive that myself and many other patriotic Americans will provide. This will remove the threat of the Hispanic voting bloc, which will make up for the loss of millions of baby boomers. This will also make the elites that run corporations realize that it's not in their interest to continue to piss off Americans. Corporate America does not need 
doesn't need to be destroyed, but just shown that they are on the wrong side of history. If they don't bend, they will break. And he goes into personal reasons and thoughts. My whole life I've been preparing for a future that currently doesn't exist. The job of my dreams would likely be automated. Hispanics will take control of the local and state governments, my beloved Texas, changing policy to better suit their needs. They will turn Texas into an instrument of political coup, which will hasten the destruction of our country. The environment is getting worse by the year. If you take nothing else from this document, remember this. Inaction is a choice. I can no longer bear the shame of inaction, knowing that our founding fathers have endowed me. Who uses endowed? as a 21-year-old. Our founding fathers have endowed me with the rights needed to save the country from the brink of destruction. Our European comrades don't have the gun rights needed to repel the millions of invaders that plague their country. They have no choice but to sit and watch as their countries burn. America can only be destroyed from the inside out. If our country falls, it will be the fault of traitors. This is why I see my actions as faultless. Because this isn't an act of imperialism, but an act of preservation. America is full of hypocrites who will blame my actions as the sole result of racism and hatred of other countries, despite the extensive evidence of all the problems these invaders cause and will cause. People who are hypocrites because they support imperialistic wars that have caused the loss of tens of thousands of American lives and untold numbers of civilian lives. The argument that mass murder is okay when it is state-sanctioned is observed, uh, absurd. Our government has killed a whole lot more people for a whole lot less. Even if, our other, even if other non-immigrant targets would have a greater impact, I can't bring myself to kill my fellow Americans, even the Americans that seem hell-bent on destroying our country. Even if they are shameless race mixers, mass polluters, haters of our collective values, etc. One day they will see the error of their ways, either when America patriots fail to reform our country and it collapses or when we will save it. But they will see their error of they see the error of their ways, I promise you all that. I am against race mixing because it destroys genetic diversity and creates identity problems, also because it's completely unnecessary and selfish. Second and third generation Hispanics form interracial unions at much higher rates than average, yet another reason to send them back. Cultural and racial diversity is largely temporary. Cultural diversity diminishes as stronger and more and or more appealing cultures overtake weak and or undesirable ones. Racial diversity will disappear as either race mixing or genocide will take place. But the idea of deporting or murdering all non-white Americans is horrific. Many have been here at least as long as whites and have done as much to build our country. The best solution to this for now would be to divide America into a confederacy of territories where at least one territory for each race. This physical separation would nearly eliminate race mixing and improve social unity by granting each race self-determination within their respective territory. That's a bad idea because what about people that are mixed already? Where are they supposed to go? Okay. My death is likely inevitable. If I'm not killed by the police, then I'll probably be gunned down by one of the invaders. 
Capture in this case is far worse than dying during the shooting because I'll get the death penalty anyway. Worse still is that I would live knowing that my family despises me. This is why I'm not going to even surrender, even if I run out of ammo. If I'm captured, it would be because I was subdued somehow. Remember, it's not always, it is not cowardly to pick low-hanging fruit, a.k.a. don't attack heavily guarded areas to fulfill your super soldier COD fantasy. Attack low security targets, even though you might gun at security guard or policeman, uh, they likely beat you in, in armor training and numbers. Do not throw away your life on an un unnecessarily dangerous target. If a target seems too hot, live to fight another day. My ideology has not changed for several years. My opinion is on automation, immigration, and rest predate Trump and his campaign for president. I'm I putting this here because some people will blame president, the president or certain presidential candidates for the attack. This is not the case. I know that the media will probably call me a white supremacist anyway and blame Trump's rhetoric. The media is infamous for the for fake news. The reaction to this attack will likely confirm that. Many people think that the fight for America is already lost. They couldn't be more wrong. This is just the beginning of a fight for America and Europe. I am honored to head the, the fight to reclaim my country from destruction, and that's the end of it. Now, I don't think this kid wrote this. I really don't. It's... The sentence structure is too good. The uh, the use of some words that I would have to think about to use, and I'm a writer, um, is is curious. Uh, I noticed that whoever wrote it threw in a couple of y'alls to make it sound like a Texan wrote it. Um, but even in the manifesto, he vacillates between being you know, loving this country and um, and not loving it so much. Um, the whole obsession with automation is, is quite curious. I don't see that coming down the road anytime soon. Um, perhaps he saw something that I can't see. I don't know. But um, anyway, like I said, the sentence structure, the paragraph structure, the... Um, Everything that's written the way it is proves to me that this is not the work of a 21-year-old um, with an anger issue. Um, it certainly doesn't. And I think that somebody... And, and here's another question. Why would he wait, you know, to 10 minutes before he's going to go do this to post it? You know, if, if you want to have a, a lasting impact... If, I mean, if you want the police to come in and shoot you dead, you're going to you're gonna tip them off to what you're going to do, right? You're not going to go in there, um, you know, post this thing 10 minutes before you go in, then go in and expect them to, to come and shoot you. And, and police are trained to try to negotiate first. And the fact that they took him alive is another um, indicator that he didn't write this because he was, according to this, he was bound and determined to die in the fight. Um, and he said that the only way that uh, he wouldn't is if he was outmaneuvered, and there's nothing to suggest that 
somehow he was um, uh, subdued any other way than told to drop the weapon or he'd be killed. So uh, my, my whole conjecture is that this was placed here by somebody, it wasn't the kid, and uh, that this whole thing is a false flag event and uh, they probably got the kid so loaded up on drugs right now that he wouldn't be able to tell you what day it was or know what, what his own name is. So um, I don't think that getting anything out of him by questioning will be will do any good. I, I've i seen people on psychiatric drugs, and I know what it does to them. It leaves, them, it leaves their mind in a fog that uh, is a hopeless fog that, uh, you know, if they're given enough... Um, Somebody had said that he had been on, and Michael Savage was really big on this, stating that the kid was probably on antidepressants because a lot of these people that are that do these things are on antidepressants, and that's kind of a curious thing because, uh, boy, if that's what antidepressants do, then get me off of them right now. I'm not on them, but um, you know, if you are, if you're listening to this, you're on Prozac or or um, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. The drugs in the Prozac class and the newer ones that are out, you might want to consider uh, talking to your doctor and tapering off of them. And uh, and uh, I think you know truly, if I wasn't a believer in in Yeshua, I you know Yeshua keeps me going. He keeps my mind occupied. He keeps me busy. He keeps me. He tells me when to look into things, when not to look into things, when to let things go, and when to really get into things. You know and uh, he's my rock, you know, and the, and the reason that a lot of these kids do this, well, first of all, they're Democrats brought up in a system that's told God to get out many years ago. Um, and uh, they're on they're on these drugs because they're they see life as being hopeless. Um, they've been told that uh, if you've been given lemons, you've been dealt a bad hand, not that you can make lemonade out of them. Um, it's just uh I don't know. I just see a world of difference between kids that have been brought up homeschooled and kids that have gone through um, high, you know, regular grade school and high school. And you know, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> uh, if you got your kids in college, pull them out now. Uh, even Christian colleges are getting bad. Send them to trade school. The world still needs plumbers and carpenters and electricians. Always will. And uh, get them into a profession that will pay them a lot of money and uh, where they can have respect for themselves instead of flipping hamburgers at McDonald's for the rest of their lives because they got a degree in something that they'll never use. Um, I'm of the opinion that sending a kid to college is, is a death sentence, basically, because they go in, um, if they're believers in Yeshua, they go in believers and they come out atheists. If they're not believers, they go in... Um, they go in bad and they come out a lot worse. So you might want to get them out of college before it's too late, um, because they will turn on you. And and you're, you know, if you're not paying for the college outright, you're, they're they're acquiring student loans that are they're going to have to work extra jobs to pay off anyway. So what's the use? You know, they're they're never going to be comfortable. They're always going to be in debt. So, um. I don't agree with this kid uh, when it comes to the political aspects of it. 
I do know that there's an immigration problem in this country. I don't think that his what he did was a solution. Um, I do support Trump's efforts. Um, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder about Trump. I'm beginning to wonder if uh, he'll be able to keep his promises or if his promises were even made to be kept. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I, I I think he went in with a very very good uh, mindset, and I think somebody sat him down one day and said, "Okay, here's the deal. You're going to do this, this, and this, and if you don't." Um, then we're just going to take this country down. You're trying to save it. We're going to take it down. We're going to take you down with it. So um, he went into a very tenuous situation, a very um, live uh, uh, warfare sort of situation and uh, was going in there like Patton with his guns firing. But I think that uh even Pat would have had the sense to put his, to holster his guns and uh, go get a tank if uh, if he saw what was uh, coming at him. And I just don't know if Trump has it in him to to get tough to in order to take things back. We'll find out, I guess, after he gets reelected in 2020. But um, right now he's letting people walk all over him, and uh, I don't know. That's not a strength. That's a weakness. Uh, it, he may be using it as a ploy. I don't know, but um, I don't. I'm not as hopeful as I was um, a couple of years ago. You know, things aren't getting done, and um, like I said, I think somebody got to him. So, anyway, well, I'm going to conclude this. I just wanted to read this, and I just wanted to again enforce that. Uh, there's no way that this kid wrote this manifesto. It was written. It was placed on there after he was duped into going into Walmart, probably with a gun. Um, but the fact that he gave up and didn't, you know, die in a gun cl- conflagration, uh, the fact that he was talking about future plans of getting an AR-15, uh, the civilian version of an M16, because it shot better. You know, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why would he not wait till he got the AR-15 and then go do it? You know, and and the fact that he said that, you know, someday he hoped to get one meant that he was going to live to see another day. But then down below, he's talking about how he's going to die in this. That doesn't make sense. You know, I know he's a millennial. I know he's 21 years old, and a lot of the things that millennials do don't make sense. But you know, I I, I got to give him credit if he if he wrote something like this, if he wrote it, and uh, I hardly doubt that he did. But um, the fact that he was able to make the plans that he did to do what he did means that you know he wasn't an idiot. He's a fool, but not an idiot. And um, so. I think this is a big um, false flag thing. And look at all the stuff's going on in Washington, you know. Uh, the Democrats have tried to take down Trump two or three times. They have not succeeded. Um, now it looks like uh, the Democrats are going to be investigated. And what better way to get uh, people's mind off of things than to um, have something like this happen and also what happened in Dayton, although it turns out the Dayton uh, shooter was an Elizabeth Warren fan. And uh, so that that proves to me that he's probably crazy. But um, anyway, um, 
So things aren't as they seem. You know, folks, when you see stuff like this happen, look look around. Take your mind. You know, they they make they they, they blow off a firecracker to the left so that you look to the left, and while you're looking to the left, they're doing something to the right. So um, when you see stuff like this, start looking around at other places nobody else is looking at, and you're going to find stuff. You're going to see stuff that uh, that other people aren't seeing because they're looking at where the firecracker went off. Um, poor analogy for, you know, what happened down in, um, in El Paso. But, you know, yes, people did get killed. It was a horrible scene. But while it was going on, the, uh, the elites and uh, the uh, liberals and the communists and uh, socialists in Washington were doing stuff uh, behind your back that you weren't uh, expecting. And you probably wouldn't even know that they did. So um, just be careful. Just watch out. And, uh, and, uh, don't, uh, for God's sakes, don't listen to the mainstream media because they're, they're trying to lead you in directions, uh, that you don't want to necessarily go. And that'll be bad for you if you go in those directions. So, uh, having said that, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, heck, it's only been 45 minutes, probably going to be the shortest supposedly the matrix show there ever was, but, um, the contents out there, the warnings out there, the, uh, revelation is out there now and uh so um if you're into researching dig deeper look and see if there's more videos out there talking about other gunmen that came in look and see uh look and see what happened in washington the week that this happened you know um that's all i can say so that haven't been said all those things haven't been said i'm going to go ahead and sign off uh, I want to thank you for listening to me for these uh, brief few minutes. And and I want you to know that uh, we're all in this together. And where we go one, we go all. So let's uh, let's keep vigilant. Let's keep an open eye. Let's uh, and, and folks, I know you don't think it's important, but get out there and vote. Get out there. Get political. This coming from a, a believer in Yeshua who never believed in being political before. But... We got to do something just like the farmers uh, took up arms during the revolution. We have to do something, not telling you to take up arms. Okay. But get motivated in some way. Get, get out there to sign petitions. Uh, currently here in Oregon, we have a, a governor who thinks that she's, uh, or is acting like she's Adolf Hitler's uh, granddaughter and uh, things that we have voted down uh, many times. Uh, they, they, she and uh, and other Democrats want, and so they're going to push things through uh, behind closed doors and through executive orders, uh, governor's executive orders. So um, they're not just doing it here, folks. They're doing it here openly and in California openly, but they're doing it in your state too. So keep an open eye and try to nip it in the bud before it happens. Uh, you'll become like Oregon. So anyway, again... Um, be blessed, and uh, we'll see you next uh, Monday night on Opposing the Matrix. Uh, we don't have a guest yet or a topic, but we will. And um, next Tuesday, Ralph is going to be talking about uh, how the uh, United States of America is the only nation on Earth that actually has nuclear weapons. That's going to be a very interesting talk. So come listen to that and see what happens, okay? Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. 
And uh, I think I'll do that by playing a song by uh, my son-in-law, Josh Rosen. I usually use it for uh, uh, for the Biomeme show, which I haven't done in a while, but it's called Searching, and it's uh, his song about searching for the Lord. And I think that uh, searching for the Lord and searching for the truth is a very important thing right now. Um, so when the song's over, the show will end. Okay, so adios, go with God, be blessed, shalom aleichem, and uh, until we meet on Monday, good night. Searching, searching for I look out on the sea